Shavua Tov, everybody. Welcome to this year's podcast for Pesach. As some of you may know, I'm a guy who likes to play around a little bit with my sleep in some pretty interesting ways. Among some of the supplements that I take are L-theanine, a natural green tea extract, and poppy seed oil, both of which are proven to increase deep wave sleep. Be careful though with poppy seed oil, you might test positive for some opiates, just warning you. But I think my favorite supplement is an experimental compound used for Alzheimer's disease called Huperzine A. Huperzine A was actually found to increase a person's REM sleep by around 20% on any given night. So you're going to have a lot more dreaming than you normally would have. Not only that, but this supplement also increases lucid dreaming. Dreams where you're actually aware that you are dreaming. And it's been an interesting 10 months, to say the least, since I started playing around with some of these supplements. But something I realized above and beyond all the intriguing things I've noticed, whether it be the adventures while lucid dreaming or the deeper sleep, is that the best part is a deeper sense of peace during the days after a night of lots of dreaming. And there's this great podcast I sometimes listen to called Huberman Lab. It's by a neuroscientist at Stanford who has a range of interesting topics to talk about. And as you may have already guessed, my favorite podcast is his episode on sleep. He explains that something magical happens during REM sleep. Normally during waking hours, whenever we experience a stressful event, we have a spike in norepinephrine or noradrenaline, as it's called, that's associated or it's associating that event with some degree of trauma for us. But during REM sleep, while dreaming, you experience these same stressful events, except without that spike in noradrenaline or norepinephrine. In other words, REM sleep is literally a form of personalized psychotherapy for your brain. It's an opportunity to detox from some of the traumatic events, big and small, that happen during your day. This is why, by the way, you're so irritable when you don't get enough REM sleep and enough dreaming. So what in the world does this have to do with Pesach? Well, in Parashat B'Shalach, we raised the following question. Why couldn't Hashem have warned Ben Israel about the Egyptian army that was coming after them into the Yamsuf? Wouldn't this have saved Ben Israel so much terror and so much trauma? Why would Hashem want to re-traumatize a people that has just been traumatized for 400 years? Well, if you pay close attention to the text by the Yamsuf, the Torah plays around a lot with this word for fear, yir'ah, and the word for sight, re'iyah. The combination of the two appears exactly seven times throughout the text. The lesson is simple but brilliant. In order for B'nai Yisrael to overcome their inferiority complex, their belief that Egypt is somehow superior, they needed to confront their biggest fears head on. The only way to overcome fear is to stare it right in the face and see it clearly for what it is. So Bnei Israel went from lifting up their eyes and seeing Egypt chasing them to seeing the Egyptians dead on the bank of the ocean. And only because Bnei Israel witnessed this with their own eyes does their fear change from Vayide Ume'od, fearing the Egyptians greatly, to Vayide Uha'amit Adonai, to being converted to this tremendous awe of God. In other words, there's a direct correlation between seeing something anew and overcoming one's fears. A direct relationship between re'iyah, sight, 
and yir'ah, fear and awe. As self-development guru Wayne Dyer famously says, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. So what exactly are we commemorating every year on Pesach? We're reliving a therapeutic event in the history of our people. No matter how many years of trauma we may go through, says the Torah, no matter how many pogroms, how many holocausts, there's always a way to reframe the narrative. But this takes courage. It demands deep inner work on the part of everyone. It requires ceremonies and rituals that will transcend the lives of everyone involved. So let's bring this discussion back to what we were saying earlier about dreaming. In the 1980s, a psychologist named Francine Shapiro developed a therapy style called EMDR, Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Brilliantly, this psychologist learned the lesson that dreaming has to offer all of us, the lesson that we mentioned earlier. What she discovered is that in people suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, if you conjure up a traumatic event while guiding them through certain eye movements meant to mimic REM sleep, you can actually de-traumatize these individuals. So instead of these events continually being relived with all the associated fear and spikes of norepinephrine, they are instead able to be looked upon from a place of peace. I think the Hidush of the Torah is even one level beyond this. The Torah tells us, oh, you went through a trauma, you survived? Don't just dream it away. Don't just use the methods of EMDR to come to a place of peace. Not only is this trauma to be seen from a place of tranquility, but we're going to take it a level even further beyond. Let's take this trauma and all we learn from it. And together with the people we love, family and friends, together with the orphan, the widow and the stranger, let's all celebrate the miracle that we're still alive to tell the story. And as we say every day in Hallel and Pesach, Lo amut ki I will not die, I will surely live. And I will live to tell the great doings of God. Thank you very much and Hag Sameach.